There are just some people in life that you want to make sure that your people know about, and Jill Miller is one of those people. The story of Body by Breath starts decades ago because it really is my story of how I dealt with my own mental health challenge, going through my own body to find solutions and to figure out how to listen into myself rather than just being a talking head with a therapist that was not doing anything. When that yoga teacher first suggested, hey, lay on this thing, try this out, what kept you going back and doing that. Fundamentally, the book is a novel approach to inducing the relaxation response. And so this is from somebody who has lived with chronic high anxiety and has a number of different symptoms that revolve around that. And so in this book, there is a tried and true process to help people, whether breathing is their thing or not, because I realize a lot of people, they don't like being told to breathe and that being told to breathe or the act of breathing in and of itself induces anxiety. Yes. Like, I got other stuff for you and your body's going to breathe no matter what. So let's just take that off the table. We're good. Even if it's a little tiny, shallow ones, we're breathing, we're alive, we're good. <laughs> All of the stuff you do, you got physical product, you're running a business, you're on tour for the book, you're writing books, you're doing content, you're doing all the things. What does that look like with having a family? <laughs> <laughs> podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, hello, my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Today, I have with me a very special guest. Believe it or not, folks, this guest first appeared on the show for episode 58. Now, at the time of recording this, I have no idea what episode number this is going to be, probably 500-something, but that original episode dropped on Monday, October 22nd, 2018. Suffice to say, she's an OG. I am stoked and honored to have her on the podcast again. With me today, I have the one and only Beyonce of fascia, Jill Miller. She is the creator of Yoga Tune-Up. She is a wordplay wizard, literally wordplay wizard. And full transparency, I'm bringing her on today to promote her newest book. She's an author, multi, multi-time author, author. I don't know what the phrases. Uh, I want to promote a new book. And also I want to bring her on. The audience has grown and in, there are just some people in life that you want to make sure that your people know about. And Jill Miller is one of those people. So I'm bringing her back on, introducing her to any of you who maybe don't know her and sharing her just genius with all of you. So without further ado, welcome back to the show, my friend, Jill Miller, welcome. Ah, so hyped up, Dante. So I, I guess you were baby maestro. Yeah, it was like the beginning like, days. Or toddler, maybe probably toddler maestro. I mean, episode fifty-eight. You yeah. maybe in the early the toddler phase, and now you're elder maestro. Like, what do we call you? You've master maestro, master maestro, elder maestro. I like master I like maestro. maestro. <laughs> Grandparent maestro. 
That's what it feels like. Five hundred. We're going to be five hundred plus when this comes out, and this is amazing to me. That I want to. I, before the episode, I was like, "Let me go back. Let me see what the original episode was. Just anything I want to pull out from there." And I was like, "Holy shit! It was episode fifty-eight. I didn't think it was that far back. The time, you know, COVID happened, and so the time goes by so quickly. But a lot has happened with you oh. since." Then that episode, we spoke about fascia, obviously, and we spoke about the interstitium because it was like just being kind of discovered or talked about during that time. Since then, you've been up to a lot. Most specifically that I want to talk about is the book. But is there anything that you want to, this is 2018 to now. So what's that, five years? Is there anything else that you want to, you want to fill us in before we jump into the book? No, I mean, we, you and I met when I was pregnant, days away from having my second kid. And then I had my second kid. And then we did that podcast. Let's just, we're just going to timestamp our relationship. You and I have, have, you know, sprinkled our presence at different events in the continuing education space and the PT movement space. Um, we even got to hang out at the Fashion Research yes. Congress. Was that in, in Germany? Germany? We were in when Germany were, hanging out. You were jet lagged. You were not having fun. I'll, I'll just never forget how she's just like, I just don't like these type of things. She was yeah. so recalcitrant yeah. and like digging her heels in and not in, not enjoying the tough academics of that uh, con. Wait, wait, you missed the last one, Shantae, notably. In, in Canada? In Canada. Yeah. Yes. Montreal. Yes, I did. Yeah. You know, the whole experience was great. The bread was great. I will say that. Uh, but Ooh, it, the bread, the bread, bread in Germany, Oops. bread and the beer was great. But the, 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 and I have to give it to you, the general demographic that a lot of the continuing at things in general attract is just so off-putting to me. And you've navigated that so well, always. I, I saw you at a PRI course. Yes. As yeah. well. And I was like, also, I hate this course. Um, I'm a pearl picker. Shantae, I'm a pearl picker. I also love, I really appreciate different models. And I know you are a business modeler. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you're of many things. But in the past five years, what I've seen from you is your growth really out of the, the your, 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 the slow letting go of physical therapy yes. as your primary right source of yes. income and moving into support uh, you know a support yes uh, facility facilitator in marketing yes 100%. and you know i actually married a marketer my husband's a marketer and i'm just a mover i love studying movement i i just love taking in different models of movement and i'm i'm sure that as a business modeler um yeah. you know that just probably just started growing stale for you. It did. was different movement models or or whatever. It was also the kind of the infighting around it because uh, and one of the things that you do so well is that you are, so right now you have a partnership going on with, I don't say partnership, we'll say partnership, but there's a program you have going on with Doc Jan Fit. And you've always done such a good job of just marrying things and accepting things and bringing in and looking at all different things. One of the things I saw in the movement space is that people can be so, um, what is the word, where it's just like, this is it, this is the only way, I don't want to talk about anything else, this is the right way, it has to be like this. And I'm like, that is so off-putting. But you've always done such a great job of being like, here's my view, it can be this, here's that, if that's the thing you like to do, amazing, but let me see also, can I bring this in? And 
I love that about you. Like, I think it's honestly quite rare. What has kept you so interested in movement this long, Jill? Oh, I, I love seeing people light up to their body. I just do. I love seeing people express wonderment, curiosity, and a sense of foundedness in themselves, that sense of discovery. Um, I never get exhausted seeing that happen within my students or the fervor of trying to reach them, trying to reach different communities, different cultures, different contexts, different thinkers um, within their body. And that really lights me up. It just does. I don't know how else, I don't know why it it's does. That's, that's just me. It tickles me. I, I, I join them there. I, I'm an adventurer. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not a risk taker. Like, I'm not going to be water skiing. I'm not going to be jumping on planes. Like, that's like not interesting to me at all. Like, me neither. Just, no. I love being in the room where it happens, where discovery happens. So that's that's my that's my high. Talk to me with that. And by mind. the way, and we call that in where I come from, we call that embodiment. So I love watching the process of embodiment uh, occur. Talk to me, Jill, about this. <laughs> And how that marries into and ties into writing books. Like to me, in my mind, those are so different of things. And it's amazing <laughs> to me. I'm like, okay, first of all, let's start with this. So I know you want to talk about Body by Breath, which is the new book, The Science and Practice of Physical and Emotional Resilience. The first book that um, I released was called The Role Model. A step-by-step -step guide. Yeah, oh my God, I don't even know the sub subtitle. It's so long. Oh, there's Body by Breath. Oh, a step-by-step -step guide to erase pain, improve mobility, and live better in your body. We got both. Yes. Boom. And, then, Boom. and then I'm in a, a medical textbook called Fascia Function and Medical Applications, which I wrote in between the two. I didn't write the whole book. I just wrote a chapter on self-myofascial release. Um, and we're going into a second print, so I'm, I'm back into literature review again. I don't like writing, Chantel. <laughs> Like, let's just put that out. I don't like writing, but I have a perspective and I have this embodied experience. So you're like, Jill, you get along with everybody. Like, I actually, I have a perspective and a lot of people yeah. don't like it. <laughs> so they're Wait like, have your opinion. I, I, yeah. you know, I have my, I have my haters. Um, that's fine. That's totally fine. But I, the only way for me to reach people is to use every education modality possible to reach them. And so, of course, I teach in person. Of course, I do podcasts and meet people through their ears. Um, of course, I, I grew up learning yoga from videos on a TV screen. So, of course, I make videos. But another way to reach people and to document the work is through writing and not just through short form writing like you do on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, threads, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. But to be able to communicate long thoughts, you have to write books. And especially because I actually have a methodology and those methodologies need to be concretized mm -hmm. uh, so that they're understood and replicable. And that's where the book writing comes in. It's not an enjoyable process. Uh, I do have like two paragraphs in this book that I think are freaking amazing. So it's 480 pages, but I, I do have book. two paragraphs that I'm like, 
Those are freaking good writing. So uh, you you have to write a lot to get good writing. Um, and you know, I can say I'm a writer, but I never intended to be an author. I mean, I was a performer. When you say yes. Beyonce of Fascia, I don't remember episode 58, but when you said Beyonce of Fascia, I'm like, that's me. Yeah, it like, is. I am, is. I am a, show, a showman. Um, and because my major in college was performance studies, I think I think I these the ability to communicate in so many different ways is what is one of the things that was fundamental to my performance training. But it really helps in terms of being, dare I say it, a science communicator, right? So, or my own methodology communication. Oh. Fire hose. No, that, I'm like sitting here and I'm like that needs to be the teaser clip. It's it's so good. Yes, for me, I I love that you said earlier, like I, I have leaned heavily into the marketing side of things. I'm a creator through and through and a teacher through and through. And I love so much of what you said there, just in terms of teaching and reaching people in as many different formats as possible. And also the other side of like that very blunt statement of like, it's not an enjoyable process. I'm not sure that people would assume that or think would expect to hear that from you because you're incredibly prolific with this and so you kind of feel like well she must it must be enjoyable because like chick is writing in 1 million 11 billion pages mm -hmm. this you should see the 11 billion that was cut the 270 <laughs> pages that was cut last august when we had to make a hard chop on that book jill what does this process look like so let's say, let's just go with this one this book the most recent one what does that process what did that look like can you take me through? You can paraphrase it. You can whatever. You can leave out the parts that are make too frustrated. But what did that look like? Yeah. So I know that a lot of your audience are in um, that marketing is very important to them, and so you know the the churn of marketing is a much briefer uh, turnover than book writing. Book writing is epochs of time, spelled E P O C H. Right epochs of time like we're talking jurassic to cretaceous and back again <laughs> takes for freaking ever um luckily i had a publisher so the the really this i think the story of body by breath starts it starts decades ago because it really is my story um of how i dealt with my own mental health challenge going through my own body to find solutions and to figure out how to listen into myself rather than just being a talking head with a therapist that was not doing anything. I was struggling with eating disorders. I was anorexic at age 11, 12, and then that morphed into bulimia in my um, later teen years, uh, 16, 17. And so when I was in college, I was really struggling with bulimia. And the you know, I mean, I really, I have to go all the way back here to just yeah. tell you a little bit about the origin yes. story. Um, and I had a really difficult time feeling my abdominal muscles or my abs or my, my core, what people call their core. And I, I knew that I had a difficult time with it because my roommate was pre-med in college and I snuck my roommate into the Pilates classes in the dance department. Like you're not supposed, like you don't get pre-med people in the performance space. But I, I knew a loophole and she came and she would always complain about being sore after these Pilates classes. And I was never sore. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because I was good at yeah, Pilates, yeah. Um, but it's because I was using my limbs and I was able to bypass my abs and just make it look like I was doing the thing. Um, but I, I knew there was a disconnect and that there was a disconnect in my own center. I had 
you know, I, I was binging totally. and purging, yeah. right? Totally. And I confessed to a yoga teacher. I was doing some work study outside of the school. I confessed to a yoga teacher that I couldn't feel my abs and that I was bulimic and I thought these things were connected. And so she suggested that I lay belly down on this little sandbag that was shaped like a hamburger bun. So picture a hamburger mm-hmm. bun full mm-hmm. of sand and it's fabric and you lay lay belly down on it, she said, and just breathe. And so I did that. And when I did that, I did start to feel and I started to feel miserable. I felt insane amounts of visceral pain. Um, It was so uncomfortable, but I also started to feel what my behaviors were doing to my body. I started to feel the physical pain, but I finally started to dial into the emotional pain, the suffering um, on a extremely tactile level, unforgettable feeling. And that was my way of gosh, opening the door to being able to make friends with myself. Cause what I would do after that, I mean, it was horrible, but I was like, there, there's something to this. So I would, every morning I'd wake up in the dorm room, my roommate's asleep cause she's pre-med, you know, she's up till three doing organic chem. And I roll up a hand towel and I shape it into a honey bun and I lay belly down on this towel and I migrate it all over my abdomen and I breathe. And basically I'm doing visceral massage. I'm doing abdominal massage on myself. And that process of being able to breathe into and sense and feel helped to slowly leak out, leak out this issue that I was vexed by, right? I couldn't stop binging and purging. It was horrible. but that was that was the turnkey. And then, you know, if, if fast forward decades later, I've developed, you know, tools yes, like this. There it is. Here, right. One of the best things that folks we will link all of Jill's things in the show. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to be, make sure people know we will link all of the things in the show notes because the ball that she just held up. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see it. If you're not watching it, well, go to the link in the show notes. Uh, it's probably one of the best pieces of equipment, anything that I'm referring for people, they're like, I want to do any kind of self-work. It's going to be yoga tune-up balls or nothing. Uh, and she has a gorgeous ball in her hand. There's two different ones. There's the black one and the purple one. Um, these are things that every person should. I don't use that word often, but I'll use it. Should have uh, in, their, in their, at their disposal, at their, in, their, in their arsenal, uh, in their toolbox. But back to the tool that you developed stemming yeah. from this. Yeah. So, th- so this abdominal massage, I would do it with a towel. I did it for years. Even after I stopped throwing up, I was like, you know, yeah. this is the, you know, this is like, you, you know, it was like my, my it's like a little sucky blanket. Exactly. Like it works. So I'm just going to keep it with me <laughs> forever because it was the key to my healing. It was my rabbit's foot. Right. So leaping forward, I, I mean, there's so many steps to the development of my, of my work and the pedagogy of it, but I start running this experiment on other bodies in classrooms. And at first I'm bringing towels into the classroom because <laughs> that's what worked for it me. Worked, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And having people, I still literally, I still have some of these towels. I got them from target. I have them in green, blue, purple, aqua, and some of them match my, the decor of my kid's bathroom. And then we use them for cleaning the house, but I bought like 40 of these hand towels. I'm, like, I'm not throwing so away the hand towels, I but so much. Uh, anyway, I discovered, um, I discovered that if I laid on just playing around on different balls, I discovered that if I laid on a grippy, pliable, air-filled ball, it actually distributed pressure much more 
lovely for sure yes and the actual skin of the ball the grip of the ball was able to engage with the skin of the body and create pressure sheer tender touch um in in unique ways that a towel couldn't because a towel is fuzzy and yeah. it, it kind of itches um but i started to develop all sorts of we would call them protocols or programs using the gorgeous ball all over the the trunk rib cage um all all dimensions of the rib cage, pelvic floor and neck, and just kept discovering more and more things. So rewind, origin story of the book. When I was on a, I, uh, Kelly Starr and I became friends through a mutual friend. This is almost 15 years ago. And he ended up inviting me to present on a show that he was doing on this platform called Creative Live. And he had a two day slot now he was on it because his friend Tim Ferriss had done this same thing. And when the people who ran this platform saw Kelly, they're like, we want you to be on the creative live and to do a two day thing, invite your friends, do whatever you want. And so he invited me to present on two topics, one on fascia and one on breath. And I was like, those are my sweet spots. And so I taught two hours of content on this webinar. And then I got an email the next day from a publisher and the publisher was his publisher, the publisher mm -hmm. of Becoming a Supple Leopard. And they said, hi, we saw you on Kelly's show. We'd love to publish your book. And I was like, well, I don't have a book. Uh, that part, I was like, wait, what book? <laughs> okay. <laughs> As if every person on Kelly's show is like at, a book, yeah. at a level that they're like authoring books. I said, well, I don't have a book. Write one. There you go, you do we'll now. <laughs> Right wow. when I'm publicist. Yeah. So they literally put a golden Easter egg in my lap. And I had this opportunity to share my work with the world. Now, I actually did have a book. I was approached, this is years ago. So here's a writer entrepreneur story. I was approached years ago by um, a, a big company, big company in the yoga props space. I had done a little bit of video work for them. Um, they were packaging a yoga book for teens and they reached out to me thinking that I would be a good voice for teens and mm. yoga. And eh, it's interesting. I started doing yoga yeah. when I was 11 or 12, like that, that, that checks. So I actually did write a book for, or a book proposal and some chapters. Um, anyway, the agent who was involved with it got me out of the deal because they would have like held me for life in oh. In, in handcuffs and my cartoon image and, you know, like just crazy yes, stuff. She was like, yes, this is a terrible no. deal. You got to get out. Amazing. So, but I'm not, that's not, I'm not a yoga teen yoga person. Like I don't, that's no, not my not. legacy. So no. I just was like, it's in the computer somewhere, Shante. You know, we have the same desktop. Exactly. It's, it's, yes. in, here it's in there somewhere. <laughs> the files are in the computer somewhere. <laughs> um, but I, you know, but I had this thing that I taught. I taught, I taught the rolling and teach breathing and teach yoga tune up, teach all these different things. And so I, I had this opportunity to share what I wanted to share with the world. What I wanted to share with the world was body by breath, this yeah. breath based approach going through your guts, deep listening, interoception, yada, yada, all this stuff. But this was 13 years ago in the fitness space. And the only place breath was trending was in the yoga space. Mm -hmm. But I did teach this other thing, which is self-myofascial release. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that was a rising trend. And so I said, you know what? Let me write the rolling wow. thing first. Yeah. And 
get claim that space. Yeah. Claim my approach before I don't have an opportunity to do that. And then if that goes well, maybe I'll be able to share this gut-based work that I do, which is really weird and marginal and is not really well, you know, appreciated yeah. probably by most people. And so that's what happened. I wrote the role model. And then as soon as, as soon as I handed it in, they're like, where's your next book? They were awesome to me. Wow. I said, well, I do have this other idea. And this was eight years ago, Shantae. Wow. So this is what we was here eight years ago. It's like, I do have this other idea around my, my approach to breathing. And at that time, um, Wim Hof did not yet have his book. Okay. Um, James Nestor did not yet have his book. And this was, it, it was a nascent trending thing. And um, anyway, long story short, wow. I signed Jill. a contract. I'm supposed to turn it in in a year. It took me eight years to write the book. Pandemic, hip replacement, like all these things stood in the way of me being able to finish the book. Um, but thank goodness it took that long because we had a global pandemic where respiration and breathing yeah. Yeah. became the most important content wow. yeah. of, of the globe. Wow. And in the meantime, you know, Wim got his book out. James cracked the door open mm -hmm. on mainstream awareness yeah. of some some historical elements and some um, medical elements around lungs and breath and so on. And so my book is is fits right in. Yeah. And 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 also oh, introduces an entirely um, other wedge into the greater breath knowledge that's out there. Jill, I have so many questions. Okay. I, this is the reason I have a podcast. It's long, honestly so I could just talk to cool people. But I want to go way, way back sure. to when you first started with that, when that yoga teacher first suggested, hey, lay on this thing, try this mm -hmm. out. What kept you going back and doing that? Like you said, it felt terrible. I felt terrible. And yet you kept doing it. Most people were like, nope, I don't want to do it. What was it that you were like, yeah, I need to do this. I should do this. I want to do this. It was allowing me to feel not just physical hurt, but it was allowing me to feel and express the, like, for lack of a better word, the stuck emotions that I was running from all the time. It would make time stand still. And it gave me a chance to emotionally process my deep feels. And of course, I made adjustments so that it was not gnarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You know, I, for um, sure. But because I was, for, you know, for me, one of the only places where I would have emotion was through art. So I was an artist and a performer. Mm -hmm. yep. And I was able to have emotions when I was acting or emotions when I was singing or dancing. But in my day-to-day yeah. -day life, believe it or not, like I couldn't really make connections with my own feelings and the present moment. And so this was a way that I could tap in to my sense of being and sensing and start to let that little girl's voice, right? That little hurt, frightened girl yeah. talk. And I've got journals. <laughs> Believe me, none of the journals are in this book, okay? <laughs> the journals, they are going to be burned before I die. But... <laughs> This was, this was my body journal. It was yeah. finally yeah. leaking. This is, you were, were you, this is like, honestly, just for my own personal and like knowledge, understanding, I just am fascinated by this. Were you 
at a point where you were ready to feel more or you're wanting to feel more connected? That word came up twice. And first it was at Pilates, not feeling connected to the core. And then it's not connected to like that inner voice, the emotion, things like that. Were you just mm -hmm. at a point in life where you're like, I want that because I know what it feels like when I do have it from art or what? Uh, I, I, I think there's, I know there is this feeling of landing in your body. There is this feeling of, and I guess yeah. let's go back to embodiment. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I was really going to go back to my childhood trauma. Yeah. Is that what you want? Shante? No, <laughs> but if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just, just not, not feeling like I had any sense of control in my life. And this came from being like, I love my parents. I've done a lot of work to, you know, love and accept all the things. Um, but I was moved. I think I moved 13 times before I was 18. Um, and that included um, wow. violent uprootings. Like wow. um, I was taken yeah. across state lines wow. as a kid by a relative. So there was a lot of upheaval in my family and a lot of discord. And that I think really left me feeling like I was running scared and hiding a lot. I think that's why theater arts were so good for me because then I could come out and I could emote. But in my own day to day, my own tendency would be to avoid conflict, um, to just be a good girl and get all the things right. Yeah. Hence my love of you know research and everything. But it really impacted you know friendships. It certainly prevented me from having any sustainable intimate relationships with. Um, you know, love interests. Yeah, a long time to get to get to 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 that in my own life. So I, I really was looking for a sense of home in my body because home was always getting packing yeah. boxes. Yeah, and moving to the next place. Wow, this is Jill. This this part right here, the last whatever four or five minutes. This is largely why I love having the podcast and I do the podcast. My goal when I bring people on is just like to hear them hear about. Not when I say why, it's not to justify their actions. It's to be able to dive deeper into them. I, don't, I, I fully believe nothing is random. Everything happens. It's all connected. And so like you writing this book is not just because like, oh, Jill likes this stuff and wanted to write it down. There's just so much inside of it and so much nuance to that. And it's really cool when you can hear that like one from an objective um, time frame. Yes, it goes back eight years because of of being on shows and getting asked to do things. But there's a zillion years before it and how these things come about. And that's the stuff that I love hearing about because this is, to me, I'm always like, what actually drives someone to complete a labor of love? Like, mm. what is it? And like, this makes sense in hearing it. And I'm like, ah, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell, uh, you know, I tell a few stories in the book. There's a few personal stories. I believe it. there's a lot more stories I'm not telling because I don't want to make the whole book about me and my, all my spilkas. As we say in the in the in the Jewish community, you know all the all the stuff, the Sturmundrang that goes on in the background of my head. But fundamentally, the book is a novel approach to inducing the relaxation response. And so, this is from somebody who has lived with chronic high anxiety and has a number of different um, you know symptoms that revolve around that. And so, in this. In this book, there is a process, a tried and true process to help people, whether breathing is their thing or not. Because I realize 
a lot of people like they don't like being told to breathe mm -hmm. and then breathing, being told to breathe or the act of breathing in and of itself induces anxiety. Yes. So yes, it's like, we don't even yes. have to pretend like we're breathing here. Like I got other stuff for you <laughs> and <laughs> your body's going to breathe no matter what. So let's just yeah. take that off the table. We're good. Even if it's a little tiny, shallow ones, we're breathing, we're alive, we're good. Um, so that I address that in the book. And so it has these novel, this novel thing called the five Ps of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is, is you know, there's a couple of formulas in the book, but it, it's very, very effective for helping people, whether they have breath-induced anxiety or relaxation-induced anxiety, you know, these different responses that can come up when people try, when they finally settle, and then their nervous system just goes spring. Um, which, and as you know, because you've had people on the table and you're like, why is this person mm -hmm. shaking? Mm -hmm. Or why are their eyes frozen open, no blinking? Or why, why yeah. is their shoulder so rigid? I'm telling them to relax their shoulder and they can't give over control. So the, I, I have all the wonderful scientific, you know, explanations and research support in, in the book, but ultimately, you know, there are tactics that one can deploy, whether for, it's for yourself or whether you're engaged with clients or with students that can help usher in a parasympathetic cascade, a safe parasympathetic cascade that can um, help anchor people uh, into the relaxation response so that so that therapy can be done, whatever, whatever mode of therapy yeah. that you're applying exactly. with them. Um, but I've seen, you know, but I, I've certainly seen this work for my own well-being, but I've been doing this in classrooms exactly. for this almost is, 30 years. This, wow. No, more than 30 years now. Oh my goodness. Jill, one of the things we had spoken about in, maybe on the last episode, just maybe in texting, I'm not sure, um, but is your background versus your parents and how degrees tie into that and letters after one's name and the confidence that comes with it or the, um, I don't want to say lack of confidence, but like how imposter syndrome can, can wreak havoc on, on things. Can you speak to that more specifically? You have methodologies and you have very confidently, in my opinion, claimed it. Like, this is how I do it. This is what I believe, you know, this is the approach. What has that been like? And has that become easier to do? Oh, um, yeah, what a, what a complex question. I mean, you know, here you are like a DPT and you're like walking into the business science space, mm -hmm. right? It's like, wait, yeah. you do that. <laughs> well, but I've been trying these things and they're really working. And then when I deploy them on other people and they actually works, do these steps, yeah. it actually works. So, you know, you've learned through trial and error and I've learned through trial and error. I've also learned because I, I'm a, I think I'm a really good listener. I'm a really good body listener mm -hmm. um, with my, my teachers or with um, practitioners, you know, anytime I'm getting therapy on the table, I'm like, my body is like yeah. a sponge and inside my brain, I'm like, all right, I could do this myself. I don't need I to pay this. you to do this. I love this. And so uh, a lot of the the rolling application has been, you know, through study, but also yeah. how can I replicate this handiwork through my work, through the ball work? And then how can I communicate that to a group or an individual so that they can do it to themselves? And then how do I teach educators to be able to do that en masse to others so that we're we are our own role models. Yeah. So, um, so the imposter thing, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's a really, I can't unsee what I see in, in the, in the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, and 
through trial and error, I've had a lot of success. And the students that show up again and again, and they're like, oh, the shoulder pain? I don't have shoulder pain anymore. Yeah. Like, all it is is I have this knee thing. And then we we do something. And then the next week, they're like, no, no, I don't have knee pain. Um, I, I just want to work on um, my spine strength or my core strength or whatever. Like, the, but that's why that thing erase pain is in the subtitle. Like it's not my fault that it's gone away. I've just made some good suggestions. They've done it themselves and now it's gone. Um, that's money. Literally it's money. Yes. That keeps clients yes. coming back again and again. And they just want to learn more and more as much as they can learn from me. And, and then make those experiments themselves. Going back to what excites you, Jill, why do you have to write about all this? I really love to see people dive into their own process of, of embodiment. So the imposter syndrome can come in for me when I'm presenting at like big conferences where I'm the only person that doesn't have letters behind their name. Mm -hmm. And then I just have to keep reminding myself, I've been invited to sit at this table. There's something valuable in my experience. I mean, yes. I already know it's valuable, but the validation of being invited to, you know, more and more yes. prestigious events or working with companies like, oh my God, like Amazon yes. flew me up yeah. to, to do this work with, with their leadership. You know, it's crazy. You know, Google, it's working amazing. with National Geographic now. I mean, like this amazing. is big stuff, right? Yes. Yes. And I don't have the letters behind my name, but it's because it works. People can feel change in their body, in their minds immediately with these different processes that I teach. And then I, I have some pretty cool friends. Yeah, I have some really cool friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. that, and, 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 and But the work has helped them. Like a few summers ago, I went out to teach at Tom Meyer's Anatomy Trains Institute. The, his business director actually had trained with me years ago. And she wanted to bring me out. Now he had never worked with me. I, I met with, I met him in passing at a fascia Congress. Oh, and you're yeah. just like, you know, if you're in this fashion space, you're like, yeah. oh, we're Myers. Yeah. of course I've read anatomy trains. Of I course. don't teach anatomy trains because I have this other perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm informed by anatomy trains at the time. Right. So it, but it's not like, it's not my model to share because I didn't do all their trainings. I didn't do all the studies. Oh. So I, while I can refer to, anatomy trains as a great place to get educated. It wasn't my background, right? So they brought me out and I was like, oh my God, I haven't studied with Tom and I'm about to stay in his farmhouse. And oh my God, he's about, he's, oh my God, he's cooking me eggs. Oh my God, he's serenading <laughs> me with his guitar. Like we hung out and he took my body by breath immersion. So this book mm -hmm. um, was actually came about the, the, the book illuminates stuff that actually happens in a training called the breath and bliss immersion, formerly called the breath and bliss immersion. Mm -hmm. Sorry to confuse you all. It's now the body by breath immersion and something called the core immersion. And both of these are, are put on by my company, Tuna Fitness. So they had brought me out to teach this three-day breath and bliss immersion. And Tom did the first morning and then he came back for the afternoon and then he returned the next morning. The business director pulls me aside. She goes, Usually Tom stays for the first hour and a half and he never comes. He did the entire course. And then Amazing. he was like, we should do something together. Yeah, I know that was pretty cool. And so then yes. he and I came up with super a, a cool. whole program. It's super cool. Yes, so we came up with a cool. whole program. 
I know you're like, oh my God, the godfather of fashion. Like, just yeah, exactly. Godfather and Beyonce. That's what happens. The room explodes actually during those sessions, folks, if you ever sign up. Just so I, I'm, I'm actually talking to you in the studio. Like Tom came out during the pandemic and we did some stuff in here too. But anyway, we have this program called Rolling Along the Anatomy Trains that yes. is this great marriage of him, him teaching the anatomy trains and then me teaching you how to map yourself using oh, the therapy balls and movement. It's really fun. Jill, Jill, you are, and the question that immediately pops into my head is kind of a, maybe a little bit of a non sequitur there, but kind of is. Okay. Cause it's about the, the tune up balls. Yes. So here's the thing folks. And I have another question. I'm cognizant of the time. I have another question that I want to ask Jill. It kind of ties everything in together, but Jill is prolific in all the ways, right? You're just listening to this story. You're listening to uh, her, her past, you're listening to the relationships that she's formed and fostered and, and facilitated and the things she's created, written books. She's founded uh, um, methodologies and actual uh, businesses, right? You have physical products. We mentioned it before. We're going to bring it back. Mm -hmm. Jill, what in the hell does that look like? And you were just like, yeah, I'm going to put out some balls. Like that to me, it seems so daunting. A book seems like a lot, but like physical products to me sounds like immediately no. And your physical products are different. You didn't just take a lacrosse ball and be like, I'm going to put it in like my name on it. It's completely different. You made this thing. What was that like? Well, first of all, I do have to address lacrosse balls. So lacrosse balls, for those of you who don't know, are made from the exact same material that bowling balls are made of. Oh, God. And then they put this thin coating of rubber. The rubber on lacrosse balls is fabulous. But the material, the hardness of the material, I would discourage people from using tools that hard on your structure for many reasons. (laughs) Um, And we can get into that. We can do a Beyonce of fascia, too, if you want. Uh, but hardness matters to your nervous system. And so I'm just, psh, yes, there's the Amen. Amen. We can talk about that on social media. I've done a million posts on it. All right. Um, what's it like to have products? Well, this is where it's great to have a business partner who understands the mechanics of running a complex business. Because Tuna Fitness, my company, um, is a partnership with my husband, Robert, and myself, who he took a class with me when we were dating, six months into dating, by the way, uh, because I don't date my students. Six months into dating, he came to my core integration workshop, and which, by the way, we laid belly down on a towel. I love it. It It comes full circle. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, at two hours and 40 minutes, I said, Shavasana. And his head whipped to look at the clock. And he was like, how did two hours and 40 minutes go by? And I didn't check the clock once. And then he said to me, we need to bottle this. We need to bottle you. This needs to, plus it took away his back pain. So he'd never done my work mm-hmm. up until that minute. He didn't really, you know, he was like hot, you know, hot yoga yeah. chick or whatever. <laughs> more than hot yoga chick, but. Yes. Yes, Jill. <laughs> so, you know, he, he was instrumental in actually helping me first brand uh, my balls because I was using these smaller rubber balls and we found some website on, you know, thing. I had a logo. Jill Miller yoga was my company at the time. And so we I was able to get my Jill Miller yoga brand on that. I should post a yes. picture of my, I would love that ball. Please at do. Some point. Please do. <laughs> I, yes. I have them on a shelf in my office. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've I always think about doing that, but there's so many other posts to do. Shantae, I, know, I get it. I get it. And, um, but then 
sometimes the balls would come back and they were not the same quality as the stock before. Sometimes they were harder, sometimes they were softer, sometimes they were slicker, sometimes they came from Taiwan, sometimes they came from Guatemala. It was chaos. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to research how we can manufacture the right ball. So I had, you know, I had this guy who knew his way around, uh, around skews, right? Around products. And we started off with just the yoga tuna balls. And then we ended up expanding to yoga tuna balls plus the gorgeous ball. And then we made the therapy ball plus then the alpha ball, alpha twin. There's other products that we have in development that I, I can, I know they're on the counter in our house, but um, with the pandemic, we ended up making such a pivot and such a hustle to yeah. get online content online, yeah. that production just overtook any more tool development, totally. tool development stuff out of the game. And we're on this, I would call it a chronic production schedule right now, which I don't necessarily like. Um, but it's really important because we have subscri- uh, subscribers and then I have, there's so many programs that I have in my mind that I want to do that I want collaborations that I want to do. And so that's really that, uh, you know, all the timeline is so focused on that. Yeah, that makes sense. Jill, was that, I know you were dating, but first off, you were only six months into dating, but was that hard to, I don't want to say like, let go of your, was it hard to partner? Was it hard to, hard to do that club? Was it hard to trust someone to breathe life into this thing? He literally was like caveman style. He was like, he would not stop with his ideas. And I was just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I just kept saying no, 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 no. Because my parents had been in business together. My mom and stepdad, we moved to Santa Fe when I was a kid. They they worked in the solar industry. They moved, they were dreamers. They moved to a mountain town to help my mom with her asthma and to get involved with the solar industry in the late 70s when President Carter gave tax breaks to people for purchasing solar. So this was really a booming industry. Santa Fe had a novel, um, really a a novel uh, altitude and a novel relationship to the sun. We actually lived in one of two solar home communities on the planet. There was this solar home community outside of Santa Fe that we lived in. I lived in an all solar home. And anyway, long story short, they were in business together and they were in marriage together and the business went under because when Reagan came into office, he did away with all these tax breaks for solar. And so people stopped purchasing Mm -hmm. or investing in solar. Their company died, the marriage died. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge trauma in Mm -hmm. uh, my life and my childhood. And so that was like this shadow on my shoulder when Robert was like, these ideas. And I was like, no, no, (laughs) doomed to fail. You know, like, yeah. um, And yeah, but he just basically would not say no for an answer. And, but he was right. Like I would have never been able to reach because I didn't know anything about scale. I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur meant. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. in our first phone conversations, like, you know, match.com. I was telling him what I did for a living. He goes, you're an entrepreneur. I was like, what is an entrepreneur? What? Wow. Jill. Because I was wow. a creator. Yes. Yes. I was just arts, artsing and sciencing my way through. I didn't know business mechanics. Jill. So this brings me to the next thing that I've written down, and then we'll wrap us up here. But anyone that's listening to this, if their jaw is maybe now they've picked it up off the ground and if they're you know newly introduced to you, then they're like, holy shit, this woman does a lot. She does. 
What does that look like? And we kind of spoke a little bit about this before we hit record for the 11 billion time because the fucking camera keeps breaking. Uh, but what does doing all of this, all of the stuff you do, you got physical product, you're running a business, you're on tour for the book, you're writing books, you're in charge of con- doing content, you're doing all the things. What does that look like with having a family? <laughs> I just realized we're going to be on YouTube and I do keep mugging. Like it's, sorry. I also love clowning. And so there's a camera on. So I'm sitting here going, I'm making because it's fun. Yeah. So I, I am very playful. Um, how does it work with a family? Well, let's just say it, it doesn't like, there's no like, here's the plan and it all works. So get that out of your head. Um, I love it when people think <laughs> they have these these ideals that they think is my life. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is organized chaos every single day. And yes, there is there's some kind of ebb and flow and structure to it all. Um, but none of this, you know, none of this is easy. I have, an, I have a nine-year-old and I have a six-year-old, I have a Two extremely amazing kids. Two amazing kids. Person. Oh yeah, you got to see them at the book launch yeah. party. Two amazing I mean, Asher's just a blur because he is—he's yeah. an athlete and he just runs, climbs the walls. He is walking on the ceiling. <laughs> oh, he's such That's a love. Oh, they both—they're great kids. I was so happy to have you there, by the way, Shantae. That was amazing to be there, Jill. Jill, so Jill did a, a book launch here in LA. Uh, she did a tour, but one of the stops was in LA, uh, and she hosted it at, at, at a Crossroads Box up in uh, kind of Venice area, and it was amazing. Just one, it's a, you, we all know it's amazing to see someone in their element doing their thing, and so not only is Jill in her element just because she is you know promoting this thing that she's so passionate about, but we were all privy to we'll say Jill's first love, and she sang. She performed on stage. Uh, she had a guitarist there with her. And it was just, you know how it feels. And you get chills just thinking about it. When you get to watch someone doing what they love doing and they're in their element. And then she spoke to us about her background, her past, tying it into why she wrote the book. A lot of what she said earlier in this episode. And it was it was a very, very special event. It rained, unfortunately, but that didn't matter because we were inside. But it was a truly, truly special event. And I wouldn't have missed it. I leave, I will leave the bubble for a few people. Jill Miller is one of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That meant so much to me. It was um, great. Yeah, it was really, it was really special. Yes, my first love was singing. Still is my first love. Um, so what it looks like with the family is that it's, you know, uh, my goodness, it's just none of it's easy, um, but it's, there's, it's, I don't know, I don't know what to say, like family life yeah. is, is crazy, it's fun, it's, there's never, you never feel like you're finished, the demands on your time are kind of, it does feel like burgeoning crisis level almost every day, like, for example, last week, Asher had oral surgery. He had two shark teeth removed. They had to take his two front teeth to get them out. And then three days later, he was in the ER because he woke up in the morning and couldn't move his right hip without a level 10 pain. And so you're like dealing with medical mysteries that, you know, and so like that whole week, um, and he's just back in camp now, but he had something called transient synovitis. So they had to do a lot of, 
Wow. A lot of ruling out to figure out whether it was septic hip mm -hmm. from the surgery. That's my question. I'm like, wait, was this related to the surgery? Yeah. So, so, you know, you think you've got yeah. your plans made <laughs> and your work and then, schedule, your, the, the, the list of to do's, you think it's all going to get done. And then you lose, you know, nine days of work and then you have to make it up in three days. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so that, that's just, this. I don't know, Shante. This. I don't that's what I want. Well I want to hear this. I want to hear this. And the reason I ask Jill, I ask, you know, people, everyone that comes on, I, I just want real. And I want you to hear from real people and what their real life looks like. And it's not some like scripted, curated thing. And Jill said, the, the organized chaos that's that's there. And I want that. So people that are listening to this who have kids and feel the same, know they're not alone. That at, at every level is there. Right. That's 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 what I wanted, just to hear that. I don't have any kids. No, but you have a, and I got a dog now. A, a, a transient poodle in your house staring at Rupert, and I am obsessed dog. with these videos. <laughs> the standoff. Her silent pant, like the mouth open. You can see it. You can see it. <laughs> the silent pant and the threat. Like she, she's just like, I'm just a friend with that's the it. silent pant. That's it. And Rupert's like, you know what? I don't care. Get away. <laughs> God, but this, this is well, this is what I wanted to hear. This is what I was hoping you. I knew you would share, um, just because I know that people. I know that people can think that things should be certain a certain kind of way, and then they beat themselves up because it's not. And this is not just related to life and and uh, business and kids, but even earlier. And I was really grateful that you shared that about imposter syndrome and your choice, your active conscious, conscious decision to believe the evidence. Mm. And it's what I want people to hear because it's, it occurs at all levels. And you know, my old stick with running this podcast is just so people can hear from amazing people doing the thing, building their best life, living their best life. And well, I find you incredibly empowering, just you believing in your gift with this. Thank you. And I've seen you. you grow. And I just, I really identify with you in that spark, like following that spark that and spark. also knowing like, you know, this is my true north or if you want to use that yeah. kind of speak. And I don't know if I'll have another interest. I, I don't know. Like I love, I, I certainly have lots of interests and um, deepening my study of, of voice is one of them, but basically it always ends up coming back to, well, you got to kind of squish your trunk around on one of these is that really helps with your voice and you know and it helps love with your it. back pain and it helps with your long covid and it helps with, <laughs> like with you sleep so it's like well I, it's like i just really enjoy sharing that out so like, i love it so it all intersects because you know the so diaphragm much. which we didn't even talk about because you we know the diaphragm we didn't we didn't but, we didn't talk about it. but being able to you know connect with and follow you honestly like you are always inspiring. Even if I'm like, I don't necessarily agree with that marketing strategy or whatever. Sometimes I'll show your post to Robert. He's like, I don't agree with that. And I was like, love I know, but it's, but it's Shantae. I love it. Let's appreciate her putting it out there. I love that. This, I love that. I love that. I love it. This is why we do it. This is why we do it. Share the things, have the conversations, speak your piece. It is very... Um, what's the word I want to use? Um, I guess I'll say important to me that 
we kind of zoom out folks and we take that 30,000 foot view of things. And even that's why I brought Jill on, just even seeing how she has done things, right. And the decision to be like, this is the approach I have that I've taken. I have gotten success with it, not just in my own body, but yes, in my own body, but with other people. And then having the courage, the confidence, the dedication to sharing that, the commitment to sharing that. The, if you take that same language, that North star, that true North and being like, this is who I am. This is what I'm about and leaning into that and sharing that with the world. I know that many of you listening to that, to listening to this, have that inside of you. And mm -hmm. part of what I wanted with this episode, number one was to talk about the book. Number two was to reintroduce you to the jail so you can hear the person behind the book. But number three, get inspired to let that out of you and follow your own true north, whatever that looks like. Lean into that, share that with people. You know, lean into your happiness, lean into the things that you're like, I just got to do it. It may take eight years. It may take 18 years. It may take 30 years, but I just got to do it. And you can hear from the Beyonce of fashion, the Beyonce of breath. That's going to be this episode, the Beyonce of breath as to how she did it. Jill, I got two questions for you and then I'll leave you alone. Okay. Just two. Number one, where can people find you and all of your stuff? We're going to link everything in the show notes, but it's nice to say it as well. On Instagram, I'm the Jill Miller. She is. And my company is Tune Up Fitness. You can find the website, tuneupfitness.com. That's really the best place to dive in. I have an online classroom. Every week there's a new class. I have a mentor group where we dive into very novel topics. Um, last week we just worked on, on how to get into your posterior tibialis, and, which is really fun. Yeah, yes, I, I have an entire class just on the thumb, okay. you know, so there's, there's lots of really novel and deep topics and also more general topics. The other way to connect is I do have teachers that I've trained worldwide. So there's a teacher finder, so you can find teachers all over the place. And then some of the stuff that Shantae and I have talked about, there are lots of online courses, uh, myself and Doc Jen did this roll into hit program. There's stuff with me and Tom Myers, Katie Bowman, Kelly Starrett, um, and then there's live events. The live events you can always find on my on my schedule. I don't know when this is coming out, but I will be doing a body by breath immersion in the wilds of Canada in late mid late August, and then I will be in um, Chicago with a body by breath masterclass. But then I'll be teaching a seven day course in LA, the Yoga Tune of Teacher Training, November second to nine. Um, I am teaching role model, but it's already sold out in Salt Lake in September, which is really awesome. It's amazing. Maybe it's Maybe amazing, Jill. Space. I know it sold out over two and a half months before the course. So it's, it's been a long time since I've taught it. Mm. It's amazing. Amazing. Everything will be linked in the show notes. The August one, maybe this is out before maybe. then, if you're listening. Yeah. Maybe not. Either way, she's got all the other dates. Um, and we will put all of that in the show notes. Jill, oh, what about that book? We're going to get the book. The book. Jill. Well, get the book at Amazon because it is <laughs> it is like four pounds, I think. It it's is. really it is. heavy. It's a it's a hard it's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you. This is a, it's an amazing, it's amazing. Uh, what do I want to call it? Because it's not just, it is a book, but you know, some books you're like, this is going on the coffee table. Cause I want people to see it. And I also want to be able to see all the time. And it, it's just like, it is, it's art as well. Like this is, this is special for sure. Thank you. Yeah. The art is one of the things that added a year. <laughs> to the, to the Can imagine. Can it's imagine. A, over a year for us to settle on the cover. That was back and forth and back and forth. That's amazing, Jill. You wow. got to do it. You got to get the right cover, man. Wow. wow. 
I just, I love hearing this stuff because we don't know it. We don't know. We just see the book. We don't know all that goes behind it. So mm-hmm. Amazon is the way to go. We will link all of that in the show notes. Last question for you, Jill. I leave mm-hmm. you alone. Mm-hmm. I ask everyone this question. Is there anything that you want to leave the people with? Thoughts, final words, summaries, conclusions, or nothing? That's fine, too, that you'd like to leave the people with. Well, today would be a good day to snuggle with a pet. There you go. Uh, that's the first thing that came to mind. Cause like, as soon as we get there off go. here, I'm going to go snuggle with my dog. So I guess, I guess what I really mean by that is find some being to connect with today, whether it's, whether it's a, a, a ball being <laughs> or a pet being or a human being, um, it's get that so connection. Real. Jill, it's so you that I always, I leave that question and as basic as it may sound to people, I don't know what people are going to say. And not, I would say 99% of the time, the statement is so that person, it's so on brand for that person. And that right there is so, so on brand for you. And I hope that you folks listening kind of take that away. Like, yes, you have this woman who is on paper also just phenomenally accomplished, but she slid in there a little bit earlier that she's incredibly playful. And I love that that last thing she's left us with is go snuggle up with your pet. I fucking love it. It's so good, Jill. It's so good. It's bringing so my A game for you, Shante. <laughs> it's so always good. A plus. It's so, it's so good. Jill, I am so grateful for you. The time you take this, I know that you are incredibly busy. So thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. You're like in the studio. You got a not a plant, not a tree root, but we thought there was a tree root growing. You got the floor taken up in your studio. You're still finding time for this. You got kids in the hospital. Like, just, oh my God, it's been a week and a half. It's been a lot. I know it's only one week. Exactly. <laughs> This is a week in Jill's life. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for leading from the front, doing what you do, showing us all what is possible. Truly, truly grateful for you, my Jill. Truly. Love you, Shante. The best. Love you. You folks listening, thank you. We know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative. My only like, excuse me, my my only like, my only ask for you is... If you like this episode, if you love this episode, if you're picking up what Jill is putting down, do me a solid and share this with somebody who you think might enjoy it. That's it. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Jill Miller, a.k.a. the Beyonce of both breath and fascia, and maestro, 